Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And it's Monday. <laughs> um, and I know I don't normally say the day, but it's it's Monday. And <laughs> there's already a shit ton of gossip. Like, couldn't you people take the weekend off? <laughs> Seriously though, like, can't, uh... Can't a brother just go out and get drunk and not come back to a big steaming pile of just wondrous gossips? Um, we're going to talk about Adele and Jennifer Lawrence having a night out on the town here in New York City. We're going to talk about Wendy Williams. That's going to be the last segment, so make sure to stay tuned because there's so many developments with Wendy Williams. Um, we're going to talk about Elizabeth Hasselbeck and more from more stories from The View. As the book, um, Ladies Who Punch, um, gets ready to be published. Um, and there's just so much more that we're going to talk about today. So let's get right to it, shall we? Jennifer Lawrence and Adele were seen out having a night out on the town here in New York City in the village. I mean, really, there's nothing noteworthy about this. Um, it was two gay pals who went out to a gay bar. Um, and funny story, the, the bar that they went to is called Pieces. And me and Natalie went there one night. And it, we, we didn't say because it was really crowded. It was during Pride. But it it's totally the place where you could like see celebrities going. And um my ex claimed that he knew the owner and whatever. And that um people like Rihanna and all them were in and out. So I was like, no, 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 that doesn't make any sense. Not thinking, duh, it's New York. Of course it makes sense. Um but so, over the weekend, Adele and Jennifer Lawrence were there, and they, um, they played some sort of shop game, and Adele lost. And, you know, they were just cracking up and having a really good time. The drag queen, uh, drag queen, Britta Filter, who, um, is actually very popular here in, in the city, just was having a ball with it on her Twitter. Like, she kept making snide comments and whatever. And, you know, this... I have to be honest, okay? This is the kind of story that I that I just love to bring you guys. Because it's so happy and so just, you know... There's no scandal. It was, it was literally two gal pals having fun out with their gays. And, you know, people, like, when I was, when I was talking about it last night, people were like, oh, that's not going to make an interesting story. And no, it probably, probably to everyone else, it was just like, oh. But to, to us, the people who love gossip, we hear so much bullshit about cheating and, and, and sexual harassment and 
you know, just all this horrible stuff. Sometimes it's nice to have a lighter note. You know, just like Jennifer Lawrence and, and Adele had to have a, a, a night out on the town. Sometimes we just need to talk about having a night out on the town. You know, sometimes we just need that little... Ah, oh, we don't have to talk, be negative all the time. And, you know, and everything was all done in good fun. Um, Britta Filter's comments, I was trying to find them. And, um, page six, it was like all over page six. And now I can't find any reference to it. Um, but Britta Filter was just, you know, you know how drag queens are. She was just like, oh, you know. Um, she had a video up of Adele saying she lost the shot game. And Britta Filter's like, yes, you did, bitch. You know, again, all in good fun. You know, I don't think anyone was like, oh, she called her a bitch. Scandal. No, it was just, drag queens are naturally sassy. And, you know, if you don't believe me, go to a Prada uh, major show. And I promise you, you will see sass of the next level. I hope to get to that level one day. I also hope that you'll stick around and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, I don't know if you guys remember, but last week, or um, like three episodes ago, we talked about Barbara Streisand. And how she had uh, made a comment along the lines of um, Wade Robinson... Robson and his and his fellow accused from leaving Never Neverland uh, weren't killed by being molested by Michael Jackson, and that Michael Jackson's sexual needs were his sexual needs. And I I had said that what was going to happen was she was going to release a statement, either clarifying her statement. Or saying it was taken out of context. And my argument was, she's not the type who usually relies on the old, on the old, um, my comments were taken out of context situation, um, not situation, defense. And lo and behold, less than 12 hours after I predicted that, she clarified her statements. So here's what she said. Um, to be crystal clear, there is no situation or circumstance where it is okay for the innocence of children to be taken advantage of by anyone. The stories these two young men shared were painful to hear, and I feel nothing but sympathy for them. The single most important role of being a parent is to protect their children. It's clear that the parents of the two young men were also victimized and seduced by fame and fantasy. And then she also posted an apology on Instagram where she said, I am profoundly sorry for any pain or misunderstanding I caused by not choosing my words more carefully about Michael Jackson and his victims because the words as printed do not reflect my true feelings. I didn't mean to dismiss the trauma these boys experienced in any way. I feel deep remorse and hope James and Wade know that I truly respect and admire them for speaking their truth. And here's the thing. First of all, brilliant way 
Because as soon as she released that, boom, that controversy died down. I really want other celebrities to take a page out of Barbara's book. Kevin Hart, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, especially from Mary T. Kevin Hart could have taken a, a page out of out of Barbara Streisand's book and said, I made a bad joke. I didn't realize the pain it would cause. I'm sorry. Boom. And and I still understand. And I said this um, when we were talking about Kevin Hart and ad nauseum. You know, the, there's a big difference in, in a um, people of color family. Um, and I didn't realize that there was... I mean, that's not the right way to say this. Let me choose my words carefully here. There is much more of a stigma for being a person of color and being gay. I didn't realize how profound it was and how protective um, families can get. And Mary T explained it to me, even if I'm explaining it badly. Um, But I still believe that the best way to circumvent a huge story or a huge controversy is to admit that you messed up, own it, apologize, and move on. There's a reason why Barbara Streisand has been successful. I I believe she's the only artist who has had a number one CD or number one album in each of the past seven or eight decades. It's probably not eight. It's probably seven. Um, but it's because she knows how to play the game. She knows how to do this. She knows how to do it properly. The more cynical part of me thinks that maybe she originally misspoke on purpose to create the controversy. And watch and see just how it plays out. You know, I'm not saying that's for sure what happened, and it wouldn't make sense for her to for her to do that and then circumvent it a little bit later. Um, unless she thought it was going to be a minority of people who were up in arms about it. Um, but because, And I don't even know if she has anything to promote. Um, I'm not sure why she was doing an interview with the London paper anyways. But that's just how, again, this is how I see things because I, I do cover all this so much and I see things like, oh, this person is, you know, there's cheating rumors about this person, but we haven't heard about them in eight months. And then I'll look them up and it's like, oh, that's why there's a, they have a project coming out. Um, and it, I think it's really sad that that's the kind of world that we live in. Um, I, 
Uh, yeah, there's other than she may be having a concert. Um, I just googled it real fast to see, and I didn't. Um, I didn't see anything that she needed to promote unless she's still promoting her her CD walls. Anyways, I'm gonna go and I will be right back. Okay, and I'm back. So, for the last few weeks, we've been hearing so much about the view and all these really horrible horrible stories and i mean first of all we we knew that things were not great there right like we knew that things were um i don't want to say bad because i don't think we knew that they were bad bad but we definitely knew that like maybe it wasn't the best place to work because they ran through co-hosts like, like nobody's business. I mean, I, I sat down and I tried to figure out everyone who's ever been a co-host on there. And it's literally impossible. Um, I mean, you remember the big ones like Meredith Vieira, Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behar, um, Sherry Shepard, Star Jones, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, Megan McCain, um, Paula Ferris. But, like, now we're starting to get to the part where it's it's a little bit more difficult. Because there's just been so many of them. Um, it, I mean, it, and the, people will, are saying, oh, you know, this started right after Meredith Vieira left. No, it didn't. It started the very first season. Um, Debbie, whatever her name is, the one with a really hard last name. Um, she was fired and then replaced by Lisa Ling. And that was kind of the very first time where we, um, where we watched the co-host. And I mean, and to be fair, the talk did it too. Um, Leah Remini and Holly Robinson-Pete were replaced by, um, Aisha Tyler and I forgot who, um, <laughs> So so it's definitely not just a view thing. I but at least with the talk, there. Um, their lineup is fairly stable. Um, Julie Chen left earlier this year, but that was due to other things. But the view, like Jenny McCarthy, lasted one season. Um, Raven Simone lasted a season and a half. Um, uh, Jedediah Bila lasted um like just over a season so it kind of, it does make one yearn for the old days where you know like Elizabeth Hasselbeck was on she was on for a hot minute I don't remember the exact length of time um but I remember she went from Survivor to The View and it was like and there were a bunch of jokes made about that uh, and she was really the first conservative voice that they had. And she wasn't very popular. We all know this. But now we're learning that in 2006, she actually almost quit. Um, so here's the setup. They were doing a segment on the morning after pill. And her and Barbara got into it on air. Um, because... Elizabeth said, I believe, 
life begins at conception. And Hasselbeck said, I believe that life begins begins at the moment of of conception. And then Barbara Walters cut her off and went to um, commercial break. And there's a tape that was leaked to the reporter of Ladies Who Punch. And Elizabeth can be heard saying, what the fuck? I don't even swear. She has me swearing. This woman is driving me nuts. I'm not going back. I can't do the show like this. She just reprimanded me and she knew exactly what she was doing. Goodbye. I'm off. Read about that in the New York fucking Post. And so throughout the commercial break, she was saying this. She told um, former executive producer Bill Getty, I'm quitting. I don't need to be reprimanded on the air like that by this woman. I will take it in the meeting. I will not take it on air. I am leaving. She she did end up going back to the Hot Topics table. Um, and she actually stuck around until 2013. So whatever happened wasn't wasn't that bad, or at least um, she kept renewing her contract. Let's just say, and if you're really unhappy, you're not going to keep renewing your contract. Um, but in 2016, when Barbara was retiring and wanted to do a reunion, um. Elizabeth said no. She turned them down. Um, and... Star Jones, um, her former co-host, said that just wasn't right. And here's the thing, like... We're hearing all these horrible stories about Barbara Walters now. And it, it does make me a little bit sad because I did idolize Barbara. I thought she was... I thought she was one of the good ones. I thought she was so great. And now it's just turning into this... Freak show. <coughs> Would not be an episode without me copying. Um, but it, it's turning into this... It, it's turning into something that... I don't think it needs to be. Um, and... I don't know what the point of the book is. I mean... Trust me, I'm going to be reading it like everyone else. <laughs> I don't know if it's to tarnish Barbara's legacy or if they're just trying to shed light on what actually happens behind the scenes at The View. Um, but so far, um, it, it's been really focusing on Barbara, Jenny McCarthy. Um, Jenny McCarthy's story about everything with Barbara, really. Um, and now Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Um, even the Rosie O'Donnell, Barbara Walters fight. And it's really interesting that, you know, it's like everyone, everything and everyone is kind of wrapping around this. And I'm wondering if I'm kind of wondering if there's not going to be something that breaks um, with Whoopi and Barbara because you know they those two didn't get along. 
And I'm gonna go, and I will be right back. And I'm back. And you knew that we couldn't go without talking about this. Robert Mueller's reporter on Donald Trump was released. Well, it was given to the Attorney General, William Barr, on Friday. On Sunday, Barr presented his finding, or a summary of the report, to congressional leaders. And it, he said that um, Mueller found no evidence of collusion between Trump or the Trump campaign in Russia. But Russia did interfere with the 2016 election in the hopes of getting Donald Trump elected. They also said, Mueller said that he was declining to indict anyone anyone else and didn't say whether or not Trump obstructed justice. Now, of course, this is a huge win for Republicans, especially those in Trump world. The no collusion, which Trump has been spouting um, since the beginning of the investigation, has hung over... the, The collusion accusations have hung over his head like a dark cloud. And we all know that Donald Trump does not like it to be rained on. He likes his showers to be golden. Um, Oh, Oh, I'm going to be in trouble when Will hears that. (laughs) Will is not a Trumper. He, uh, he, He despises Trump and thinks that anything out of Trump's mouth is a lie. Like most Americans. <laughs> but I'm supposed to not... I'm not supposed to be making those type of jokes anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but what Republicans are trying to gloss over... And hoping that Americans don't hear or don't realize... Is that the report did say that Russia did interfere. Because that will delegitimize the, um, this presidency and call into question whether or not Trump should have been installed as president in the first place. And people are saying that this is a huge, huge, huge devastating loss for the Democrats. That they ran on the impeach Trump train and that's the only reason why they took back the house. Here's why they're wrong. None of the Democrats, and I I did follow this closely because I was covering um, politics for a few blogs. Almost none of the Democrats ran on a platform of impeach Trump. Um, one of the new congresswomen, um, her name's escaping me right now, did, um, after she, after her victory, she did say, impeach the motherfucker. But that was not her platform. Um, AOC. 
Um, and I did watch, I watched this one very closely because it's right in, right next to me. Um, her platform was true progressive, healthcare for all. Um, making sure that social security was not touched. Making sure that people were taken care of. Um, uh, and, and Nancy Pelosi actually came out and said, um, a couple weeks ago, Impeachment is very divisive, and what we want, we don't want to divide our country anymore. Um, I, these are not her exact words. Um, but she didn't want to divide the country anymore, and there was no guarantee that, even if there was collusion to be found, that Senate Republicans would actually remove him from office. So what she wanted to do was she wanted to focus on the issues. And this is why Nancy Pelosi is really turned into the badass American needs. Because she's not afraid. All of those victories that have been scored since we took back the office or took back the house have been because she knows what's what. She knows when to make a political power play and she knows when to step back. And at this point, her stepping back and watching as this came out has been really a godsend. And here's another thing. Trump can go and blood in people with this no collusion thing. And yes, he will have a little bit more political capital. But... He was not cleared of obstruction despite what he says. There was no exoneration for that. What Mueller said is he declined uh, to bring charges. William Barr and Rod Rodstein both said that they were not bringing charges because the DOJ policy is a sitting president cannot be indicted. So that's that's a very important distinction right there. No one said he did not obstruct justice. All they said was, we're not pressing charges. There's a big difference there. And Mueller spun off a bunch of investigations. So um, Trump, the Trump Organization, um, Trump, Trump Charities, the Trump Inaugural Committee, they're all still being investigated um, in Virginia, Southern District of New York and in Washington, D.C. So, carrying on and acting as if he's actually innocent is premature. And Democrats need to change the narrative from impeach the motherfucker to he separated children from their families and put them in cages. They need to talk about how his budget gutted Social Security and Medicare. Two things that he promised in the 2016 campaign he would not do. If they focus on issues like that, if they focus on how the tariffs are hurting our farmers... They will continue the blue wave that started in 2018.
and could sweep a Democrat back into the White House. But if they keep pushing this impeachment narrative, they're just going to piss Americans off and they're going to get voted out. And I'm voting for me to take a break and come right back. And I'm back. And once again, I just have to say I called this. So, the Wendy Williams, and people are going to ask me why I did this. So, let me get this out of the way. Yes, the Mueller report is a big news story. No, it is not a big gossip story. That is straight news. The only reason why I talked even talked about it was because I had an opinion and... Um, I I could really. I, it, it sounds easy, but it would. It's it's not what the show is about. But the show is not all politics. Although we have had political gossip, um, but anyways, it was. I talked about it because I wanted to. Thought it was interesting. I thought I had something new to add to the conversation. Um. So I did. But Wendy Williams is a gossip story. And it's a big one. And I feel kind of bad because we started out this episode, you know, with J-Law and, and Adele having a grand old time. And we're ending with Wendy Williams not only fighting for her sobriety, um, but some are arguing fighting for her sanity. So, there's so many beats to this story. Let's start with... Um, one of the big ones is she, Wendy Williams, was not wearing her wedding ring on on the show that she taped today. Um, and here's what sources are saying: she she left the silver house without wearing it completely. When she got to the studio, she put on a ring to make it, you know, because no one's really paying that close attention, or so she thought. So her her wedding ring is round, and the ring that she was wearing today is square. And people are starting to say what I've been saying all along. She's getting ready to make a big announcement. Um, and a lot of people are saying it's it's difficult for her because her husband Kevin makes all of the decisions for her. He's her he's her business manager, he's an executive producer on the on her daytime talk show, and he runs things at home. And it's frankly a little disquieting that Um, he has that much power and influence over her. But, I think there's also something to be said um, for her starting to get a little bit feisty now. And doing things like not wearing her wedding ring. Um, The next bit of the story is, it's not... 
I don't want to say it's not quite as big, but it um, it kind of is more of a supporting beam to this. Um, there's a DJ called Charlemagne the God, T-H-A. Um, and he and Wendy actually worked together. And they were really friends. Or they became friends after working together when Wendy had her radio show. And at some point, Charlemagne introduced Kevin to his alleged mistress, uh, Serena, or Sharina. Um, I don't know what just happened. I had the story up here so I could tell you guys, and it disappeared. Um, anyways. So... Sharina and Kevin were got really close really fast and Kevin became very possessive of her and like when Charlemagne would try to set her up with guys Kevin would be like bro what you doing don't do that and Charlemagne was like you're married to Wendy why does it matter and it mattered because obviously Kevin was really into Sharina, and they were they were having an affair. And now the big bombshell. Sharina is said to have had Kevin's baby tonight. They went to a hospital in Philadelphia because they felt that if they had, if they went to a hospital here in New York City. It would leak to the press. And yet, it still leaked to the press. Um, you know, and I've, I've been saying this all along, and I'm going to continue to say it, because I really, truly feel this is true. Charlemagne speaking out, even though he says that he and Wendy aren't friends and haven't talked in a while, Wendy is so controlled about her image that there's no way that that story would have made its print had she not given a nod. She could have offered an interview with her. She could have um, done any number of things to kill that story. Um, the, the news of Sharina having Kevin's baby leaked. And again... That would not have happened if Wendy didn't want it to. And people people tell me, um, oh, Wendy doesn't have that much power. Yes, she does. Right now, she is the hottest story in daytime. <clears throat> you know, The View is getting a lot of press right now because of the book coming out. But people actually care about Wendy. She is at the center of the daytime drama. And people are rooting for her. One one nod, one one whisper from her, and this all blows up. And I'm telling you, she is behind the leaks. She may not be leaking herself. 
because she needs to keep her her hands clean. But she knows who's leaking this information. And she wants it out there. Um, and I think she wants it out there because she's, she's crafting the narrative. And that, I, this is where, um, and, and this is honestly why I go off script so much. Because I see things, you know, I've covered gossip for nine years, going on ten years now. And I know how these things work. Angelina did it with her Brad, um, with her divorce from Brad. Um, Jennifer Aniston did it with her divorce from Justin Thoreau. Um, these women are so brilliant, and they know how to craft the public narrative, and that's exactly what Wendy's doing here. She's cast herself as an ill victim whose mean husband is cheating on her. And here's the thing, and it's not just about her crafting this. I mean, it's all true, which really works in her favor. Her husband cheating on her while she's trying to stay sober and fighting Graves' disease... It, it paints him in a really bad light. And so we're going to watch as this implosion happens. And I'm, I'm promising you this right now. As soon as this happens, there's going to be a drum gossip companion book. Because this shit is good. And Wendy, I, if you're listening, and I really hope you are, we love you. And please, dump that husband of yours. We will be rooting for you. And, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. I wouldn't be here without you, so thank you so much. And I'm going to lift my martini glass and say cheers. Cheers.